good evening to you. Um, here again with another episode of the podcast, which I feel like I can't name because it would almost, you know, um, break the fourth wall to kind of, it, it would sort of feel a bit like I'm referring to myself in the third person, which, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm not really about that life. So, yeah, it's just the podcast, I guess. Um, but yeah, I hope that, uh, you are doing well. I hope that life is, um, you know, treating you as it should, you know, with some respect. And if you're going through a rough patch, it's okay. You know, just know that we, we exist in moments and, uh, the next moment might be better than this moment. And that's a, that's a comforting comforting thought comforting thought um but yeah um interestingly uh my home the isle of man we are now out of lockdown which um you know kind of presents its own existential questions once again um and yeah, not really a lot's changed for me. I actually forgot that we were out of lockdown today until like I I went for a run at lunchtime and I saw sort of um I guess just a lot more action as I uh, as opposed to kind of what I had seen over the past I don't know month or so. Um you know, lots of people out and about and in cars, no face masks. Um, and all of that's a good thing generally. Um, I guess, I suppose the key thing is just, uh, or sort of, I guess one of the big takeaways I've, I've taken away from the, uh, from the lockdown and kind of associated, um, you know, space that it's given us to take stock is that, um, you know, life is, I guess, very short and maybe not, I guess it's not um, accentuated the shortness of life, but certainly the fragility of it and the, 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 um, how quickly change can happen and how profoundly it can, how profoundly it can affect your life, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, um, it's a case of, you know, we don't want to stand still. That's been something I've learned. Um, and I say learned, I mean, probably more that it's highlighted it for me. Um, I think it's something that that is kind of constantly in your mind in a in a faraway nook and or cranny um but it does occasionally at times take something to occur to kind of um to rattle the foundations um by which your life is um you know held up and um, 
I think kind of lockdown and COVID is is probably one of those things that 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 does make you consider things. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess when it comes to, I, I think it's probably work and how I'm spending my time. Um, knowing that I have things I want to do and want to be, and I'm sorry, like I, I know I've probably like, you know, used this post podcast as like a vehicle to vocalize these concerns and just general moans for some time now, but I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess that's the point of this podcast. It's almost like a kind of a spoken journal. And I think, um, by the same token, I, I do always feel better for having, um, spoken to you guys even though it is i guess a bit of a one-way conversation um and i don't like that i've said you guys in a way that it's like you know like a youtuber speaks to their subscribers it doesn't quite feel like that um i i almost imagine it as like uh i'm in a room and uh and like you guys are all you all sorry are behind like a kind of like one of those ref, uh those mirror those one-way mirror things where you guys can see in and i can't see out um and i don't even mean that in a bad way it's more just like i don't have much concept of how the podcast is consumed and how it maybe is uh like taken by the audience for want of a better word like last night i kind of oddly over the past few days i've been i've been like pretty up and down mostly down though and um not in any kind of uh like passionate way like i i have um over the past i don't know however many years now maybe decade had moments of you know real um toil shall we say where you know pretty dark times i'd guess whereas my my mood of late has more been a case of like a a gentle roller coaster, the type of one that I would actually go on at, at like an Alton Towers or Camelot. I think it's Camelot I've been to. Camelot's great. Um, yeah, it's like one of those roller coasters that takes you around the park and sort of shows you where everything is. And it's probably the thing that you start and maybe finish on. Um Whereas I would do that one five to ten times and the rest of the time probably eat or play, you know, go to the arcade. Anyway, um, it's kind of been a bit like that in that there's been like slow meandering turns and like steady declines um, and equally steady inclines back up to kind of a general level of like um, malaise, I guess. Um, and 
uh, it, I haven't quite been able to put my finger on it. But last night I was, I did find myself in kind of a, it was I don't know if it was last night, but it was definitely over the weekend. I found myself kind of thinking about how, like, I, I wish I spoke in an admirable way about things that matter. And I don't know. I think I, I basically I think there there was there was or is like a dissenting voice in my head, which is you know kind of I guess part of feeling anxious and or in some way down, where you you then I guess allow that voice to be heard and you almost perpetuate the stories that it tells you and maybe you believe them or you know um yeah allow them to affect your behavior in a way when in reality you know i can't control the way in which this um podcast is consumed and i can't really control the, the yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I suppose the, the as m- like in the way that I can't control the way the podcast is consumed, I also then can't necessarily control the message uh, completely. Anyway, um, I just I don't know. I think I I want this place to be like a nice little safe haven where things aren't heavy they're not too heavy it's just kind of normal stuff and um in a way like even even like now this past 10 minutes which has been a sort of weird ramble um hopefully it could be you know, taken in a way where if you're ever feeling like you're struggling in the same way, then you kind of know that you're not in it alone. And I think at a very base level, that's kind of a nice thing. Um, Like my kind of general, like, I guess, invasive thoughts have been things like, you know, you have a lot of friends from like school or something that are incredibly successful um, or at least they seem successful. And then, and and when I say successful, I don't even mean necessarily like from a financial point of view or career wise, even though there are people who fit in that kind of criteria. But I mean, I guess more in a sense of like, they appear to be very put together and their lives seem to um you know uh, satisfy a sort of criteria that um i think is kind of good like they have a house and uh, they have like they found a partner and they seem very happy and they have like a pet or i mean i can't think of any real close friends of mine that have children Although I might be, you know, really offending the one or two of them that do. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like, and then I guess I look at myself and I'm, I then fall into that trap whereby I'm measuring myself against, um, you know, others, which isn't kind of helpful at all. Um, and this actually leads me on to something I wrote on the weekend, which I think, I guess, kind of helps me process these thoughts and find ways past them. And like, one of the things I talk about is exactly the kind of, uh, the culture of, um, comparing yourself to others. And I said here, I mean, it's, I think it was supposed to be a poem, but I'm not sure it is. But I I say that our our scope has never been broader and the disparity is never more stark than it is today. Um, Your modesty pales in the face of curated extravagance. There will always be someone better than you. So you can tell where, uh, (laughs) you can tell where I was at that uh, juncture. But I guess that I think it's important to be aware of that, to kind of understand the logic behind it, meaning that if you want to find it, you can find someone online who's your contemporary, who shares a passion with you, um, you know, participates in the same hobby, and they are better than you, um, I guess, in a subjective but also in an objective way like um yeah like i i often look at people who write things and um cannot quite fathom the the ability that they have to describe and um embellish their words uh, and also i guess tell can compelling stories um and yeah i think it's all there if you want to find it and the key is to sort of manage your own expectations about what you are the key to it all really is simplicity and it's um it really boils down to um the very simple things in life and that is really just kind of love and kindness like you want to find happiness and in reality i think that really only comes from you know sharing love with people and kindness and and giving value to other people and then you will see that value um increase in value and you might even get some in return and then together we all kind of lift each other up um and you know it's not about us versus them and this kind of competitive nature you just follow the path that you want to follow and the th- whatever happens will happen and um, we can kind of you know we'll get there in the end i think is the key um 
but yeah, I don't even know. I had no real, I had nothing really planned to talk about today. Um, but there was something interesting that's occurred in the world of football, um, which, you know, I apologize if you've got no interest in it, but I think it's kind of got some real world application as well. So we'll do a quick bibbity bobbity and I'll be back. I just did a very satisfactory burp in the interim there. It was nice. It's one of those ones where like I was kind of breathing in, inhaling is the word, and uh, open mouth inhale and a burp sort of seeped out the other way. So you kind of, I don't know, it's a very um, kind of uh, frictionless burp. <laughs> it was good. Um, but yeah, something is happening in football which is probably worthy of comment I would have thought but perhaps because of the way that it reflects society in a way uh, above anything else for me or at least for the purposes of this podcast and in a nutshell uh, essentially what it is is a group of the top um, football clubs in Europe, bar and a couple of exceptions, have decided to form their own thing, um, their own league, um, in an effort to essentially kind of consolidate all of the value that they believe they bring to European football um, it would seem that the sentiment is that they do not believe that they are adequately compensated for the the value and the viewership that they bring to their respective uh, national leagues um, so they have decided to kind of form a cabal and and um, you know, exit in a way from the standard competitions. Um, I mean, it, it's more nuanced than that in the sense that they are going to apparently remain in their national leagues and so on and so forth, but that's not really the point of it as far as the podcast goes. Um, to me, it sort of um, conjures kind of more... I guess, uh, profound questions about, you know, what are we in it for and what does it mean? And, um, you know, why do we do it? Why do we, why do we watch football? Because, um, like I, I am not a talented footballer. I stopped playing football at about 16, um, never played at any great level. And, um, you know, it was, it was just something I really, really loved and enjoyed playing. But then it is interesting because after I stopped playing football, I would argue that my passion for 
um, supporting my team um, became, uh, I guess, more passionate, I would say, at that stage. And, um, and I think the beauty of it, of the sport in general, is that we, we have these stories that we tell ourselves. Um, it is interesting because if you ask any football fan, regardless of who they support, they have their own story, their own hero story. Um, each club, certainly English clubs at least, have hero stories that are just, um, you know, they, 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 they reverberate around every corner of that club and the fabric of the club. Um, sometimes there's a there's a number of them and usually they're based around individual figures who are just almost godlike in a way and um and i think one of the key things about these stories that we tell ourselves and that we see unfold in front of our eyes is the fact that um there is a there is an improbability about them and that improbability is often brought around by the brought about sorry by the by the um by the presence of peril in the sport there is the peril of what happens when you lose the ramifications of you losing your game of football could be that you are no longer able to um, appear in the larger European competition, which is ultimately the Holy Grail. Even And then, you know, the further down you go, you lose enough games, you might get relegated to a lesser league and a lesser league and a lesser league. And the lower down you are, the less, um, you know, uh, storied, the competitions are that you get to perform in. So at a certain level, you can you can play in the FA Cup, which I believe is the oldest. Um, I think is it the oldest continuing, um, like trophy competition in the world sport in the world of sport. I'm not sure, but I, th- I believe it's one of the oldest competitions there are, and. Um, a nice story last year was about um, a team, Tranmere Rovers, and they managed to. Uh, I think they had they'd gone through a number of rounds, numerous rounds, just to get to one of the one of the actually quite early rounds of the competition proper, is what they call it. So where the where the you know the professional top teams join the competition. That's when they call it proper, and this this team, uh, it wasn't even Tranmere Rovers. Sorry, it was it was Marine FC or AFC. I'm not sure, but Marine, um, which is a very small club, um, I believe, generally semi-professional, um, and they had a they have a lad playing up front who who is actually from the Isle of Man, the north of the Isle of Man. 
so so lots of people were watching my, me and my mum were watching mum doesn't really watch football but she can occasionally be interested by it and i think one of the key things there was she was interested because of the story behind it um the fact that this this minnow of a side in marine was playing against tottenham hotspur which interestingly enough tottenham are one of the teams who are going to form this european super league um and as it stands people will probably say well Tottenham Hotspur are still going to be in the FA Cup and they could still potentially play Marine FC. But that's a little bit up in the air at this stage of proceedings. And and even if they are, um, it sort of just loses its value anyway because the European Super League is really the only thing that they want to win, Spurs. So Spurs and Liverpool and Manchester United them leaving their standard competitions to go play in this European Super League thereby devalues all of the other competitions that they've essentially kind of you know put their fingers up to um you know uh, worst case scenario would be that they got expelled from these competitions uh, at which point then ingrained in everyone's minds is this idea that you know the competition's no longer valuable whether or not you're a fan of of the teams who who you know formed this cabal or not it basically calls into question the idea of the, the value of these competitions which in in reality the the value of the competitions is just purely based on history and sentiment and um you know it's it's years and years and years of goodwill and stories that that creates this and i think what's what i found quite um telling about the idea of a european super league in which the very best football teams in the world like a real madrid versus uh, Manchester United happens twice a year and and they will always play um, takes away the whole the meaning of it all which is that sporting excellence is rewarded and um, it's earned and the reason an elite side a storied football club is storied is because it earned its right to get there and it battled and it's had lows before it had the highs. I mean, you know, Steven Gerrard had to slip in front of Jose Mourinho in order for um, Liverpool to eventually win the Premier League and for it to matter. Uh, Likewise, Liverpool had to concede three goals in the first half against AC Milan in a Champions League final that they had no right to win um, to eventually draw and then win on penalties. Likewise, um, Leicester City had just frankly no right to win 
the Premier League the year that they won it. They had no right to finish top four. They had no right to finish top half in reality, but they did. And uh, the notion of this European Super League is that um, that can't happen now because, in effect, it is wrestling. It's essentially predetermined. There is no relegation. The winner wins, but what do they win? The J.P. Morgan Trophy, um, you know, that's just been made and then presented to them by some guy, some executive man in a suit, and they'll play it in Qatar. Um, there's There was always something to me about the the locality of football that draws me to it, and just in general in sport. So we have the World Championships of snooker at the moment. Um, at the Crucible, which I believe is in Sheffield. And I love the fact that that's something that's happening in Sheffield, and it's this big thing. And I like the fact that Preston North End has a big storied history in football, even if it's kind of, even if they are a, um, a maybe a, a slightly smaller club now. Um, possibly struggling a little bit, languishing in leagues that maybe they, they wouldn't want to be in normally. But they have that history and they have that to call upon. And they have that local pride and they have those stories that they can tell each other. And, um, you know, I don't see... I don't see where the authenticity is from a sort of synthetic rivalry between Tottenham Hotspur and Juventus of Turin in Italy um, you know uh, to me it really just highlights this idea of one touch purchase next day delivery in that you know we seem to live in a uh, society in which you must get what you want and you must get it immediately and um, everything just feels a little tacky. We seem to have lost kind of um, almost artisanship. I'm not even sure if that's a word, but I want it to be. Um, I'm really willing that into existence at this point. But, um, you know, the idea of crafting something that's got meaning and a story and a history behind it, it's almost like art itself. Art matters because of the story behind it. And, you know, the, the uh, kind of the value that is not on the piece of paper itself or the canvas. And, yeah, we seem to exist in a culture of immediacy whereby the idea of earning your position in the European Cup in with the idea that you might face Real Madrid in the knockout stages and you might get there 
and you might lose dreadfully and it might hurt your heart to lose that game of football but the 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 beauty of it is that there might be a moment in the sun along the way um it might be that that loss is the thing that ultimately spurs you on to then to greater heights um and those greater heights are earned they're not given to you and it it to me this story was just pretty pertinent um because i think we're sort of missing the point about things at the moment um we we get everything too easily and we we're, we're really losing sight of the simple things that are good and they matter and they're nice and um we're almost like we're forgetting our modesty and we're forgetting where we come from and it sort of makes me a bit sad really um and yeah i hope that one day if this podcast gets uh, stunningly popular which i can't imagine it will do off the back of this podcast but we'll you know we'll see and we've got time on our side um i've got good plans for the year the anniversary podcast it will be much more fun than this i promise you but you know i think it's I think it's worth being you know authentic to yourself and how you feel and what you want to talk about so you know it's not always going to be a silly time with me um and it's probably for the best there's a lot of silly time um from me on the internet at this stage so uh you know you gotta take your medicine i think but yeah um i think i was talking about something just before and then i went on a bit of a tangent there but whatever um yeah i think what i want to make clear or no i don't want to make it clear because it sounds like a sounds like a uh, an order military order but it's not that i just think it would be worth our while collectively to just take a step back and really learn to appreciate simple things and the good things that we've done and that we've earned and you know if you baked a cake and it's 75 percent good you still bake that cake and you put the thought into it you know and that matters just as much as the best cake and so yeah think about that for the week i think um i mean don't think about it for the week think about it for a couple of minutes and then move on you know watch something on netflix i'm sure it'd be lovely but yeah um i think that's it from me today um Maybe I'll do another one at some point soon to kind of uh, make up for the slightly morbid tone, but I'm not sure it's morbid. Um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, it's the anniversary soon. Anniversary episode fairly soon. So, um, yeah, we'll see what we can sort for that. Now that we are 
out of lockdown, I might be able to do it in person, but that would mean that I'd have to financially, um, you know, uh, invest in this podcast by possibly buying microphones. So we'll see. (laughs) We will see. But uh, yeah, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you listening. And um, yeah, remember to be kind to yourself. And be kind to other people, and I will speak to you again.